We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. America. I am not a number. I am a free man. Wiggins America. The only thing I'm going to need from you guys right now is a cup of coffee. Wiggins. Today's global economy waits for no man. America. Today's global business climate is like, whatever, dude. Politics is a dirty game. I'm not sure we want to play. There are forces here at work that you couldn't possibly understand. You have no idea how high up this goes. Welcome to Wiggins America. We're going to talk about the indictment and what that means for our nation, but, well, the Nashville shooting happened Monday, and I figured before we got into the rest of the news from the week, we would just give you, we being me, uh, some of the media reaction to this shooting. Now, it's very predictable what happens when there's a shooting in America at a school, especially now. There's a predictable reaction from leftist media, certainly, about guns. And there is a somewhat predictable reaction to that reaction from the right, right media, on no, don't uh, don't talk about guns. Uh, I'm not doing any of that. I'm just going to tell you what NBC News, for instance, was telling you. It says, fear pervades Tennessee's trans community amid focus on Nashville shooters' gender identity. Quote, we were already fearing for our lives. Now it's even worse. That's NBC News. This isn't some random publication. This is NBC News. They made the shooter into the victim. A 28-year-old woman shot her way into a grade school and killed six people and they made her the victim. I kid you not. Now, here's another one from the press secretary for Katie Hobbs, Arizona's governor. She tweeted out a picture of a woman holding guns saying, bring it on or let's go or something like that. And it says, us when we see transphobes. So in, the, in light of a shooting at a grade school done by a trans person, 28-year-old woman who declared herself a man, 
the press secretary for the Arizona governor tweets out a picture of a woman holding guns saying, basically, come and get it, us when we see transphobes. The reason I bring this up is not because I want to dwell on uh, negative things. It's that we've gotten to the point now where, and there might be some right news media involved in this, but certainly not this one, but just as a principle, nobody really cares about the facts of anything. They just care about what's going to push their preconceived narrative. I brought up one other story, and the reason I'm bringing this up is is because I've heard a lot of people this week, even on right media, playing videos um, from people who are on TikTok, random trans activists responding to the shooting in a terrible way, saying things like, uh, well, you know, maybe she was justified and, or, or, you know, this is what happens when you make anti-trans laws, stuff like that. Well, that's ridiculous, but it's also just some random person on TikTok. You can find random idiots anywhere and quote them. And leftist media does. They grab things from who knows who and say, well, this is the way the right feels. Well, I'm not going to do that. But I am bringing you NBC News, the Arizona press secretary, the governor's press secretary, and then a major article from Yahoo News that basically just highlights the, the representative from the Nashville district where this shooting happened, Representative Andy Ogles. The whole article is about how he in 2021 had a picture of his family holding guns because they were saying, hey, we're a, we're a Second Amendment family. And it's, it's, it criticizes him offering his thoughts and prayers to the families of the victims of this shooting because he at one time held guns. There is no truth in media anymore. Uh, everybody's giving you a version of their opinion. Uh, we're just open about it. Here on 97.1, we are opinion hosts. We are here to share our, our own opinions and then bring in guests who share different facets uh, concerning different issues. We're going to do that in this show. But I, I'm highly disappointed that what was supposed to be real journalism, and that, here's the problem. Stations like 97.1, you know, I've said before, I don't even have a producer. I'm literally a one-man band. I'm running the board. I'm doing all this by myself. I look up all this information. I read like crazy so that I can be informed. I'm not NBC News. NBC News, New York Times, while we say, ah, oh, they're struggling, they're only struggling in comparison to themselves, to their, their own past. They've done very well for a long time. They have hundreds of people working on stories there, especially at the New York Times. I don't know what NBC News is like now. But they definitely have more than one. So most journalists now really are one-man band. I, I'm, I'm thinking of a lot of independent journalists who I follow and, and trust because they're doing work. The media, where all the money still is, they're not doing anything but just pushing an agenda, pushing their opinion. So in light of a shooting, I just read you several stories that indicate that they have absolutely no remorse, not that it's their fault, but they have no uh, empathy for families who just lost their, their little children. And that's, I bring that up 
and I'll, I'll close on this and we'll move on. Because whenever they're out there talking about how they want to pass gun laws because they're empathetic, remember this. Remember a situation like this where you can see right through them. They don't really care. They care about their agenda of getting rid of guns or whatever. But they'll use that, that fake empathy to push that agenda. It's not really empathy. Otherwise, they would be empathetic in this situation that does not fit their agenda. American Media Export. Wiggins, America. In unrelated news, President Biden issued an official proclamation declaring that transgender Americans shape our nation's soul and established a holiday relating to the group this week. Biden issued the proclamation Thursday to mark March 31st, 2023 as the Transgender Day of Visibility. A day some transgender activists have renamed Day of Vengeance. Transgender, this is quote, transgender Americans shape our nation's soul, proudly serving in the military, curing deadly diseases, holding elected office, running thriving businesses, fighting for justice, raising families, and much more. Unquote. He, do I need to rehash what has happened this week? In light of a transgender individual murdering people, Biden thought the most expedient thing that he could do for the country was to issue Friday as the Transgender Day of Visibility. We have lost, I shouldn't say we, half of this country has lost its mind. What the hell is wrong with these people? This is your leadership, America. You voted for it. 81 million people voted for this. I hope you're happy. I know we don't agree. Hey, I don't agree with everything that Trump did, and I voted for him. I don't agree with everything Bush did. I voted for him. But my God, are you kidding me? Last point I'll make on this, and then we'll move on, really, because I intended to move on even with playing that sounder. I was going to jump into something else, and I'll do that next. But I just can't believe this sometimes. I can't believe it. Why don't we just ask a question? This is it. Why are people choosing to murder kids more? And and stop there. Let's not run to the political corners of either it's guns or it's protect guns or whatever. Why are people choosing to murder people more? Mindless murders, too. Just, I'm just going to kill kids and people who get in the way of kids. I'm just going to murder them. Why are we not asking that question? If I had to answer that question, it's because we don't value life. We don't teach that people have a soul anymore. And if you don't have a soul, then it nothing matters. It's just people getting in your way, doing what you want. It's full hedonism. If you don't have a soul, if there's no afterlife, there's nothing beyond this, there's no cosmic justice for anything there is no god you can do anything you want there are no consequences i'm asking that question i'm asking you to answer that question that's how i answer that question all right now we are gonna break and we'll be right back we got old roy coming in this hour we got trisha coming in next hour and more wiggins america right after this
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Hey, I'm sorry. I said I'm going to talk about the indictment, and I am. But I cannot break away from There's so much to this, and it says so much about culture right now. Because what we're looking at, when we talk about the Trump indictment and things, which I will. I promise that we will talk about this. But we're talking about a cultural issue from which... A lot of politics stem, right? Politics is downstream from culture. Culture is downstream from spirituality or morality. So when I'm talking about the the shooter situation, the Nashville shooter situation, I, I'm not just talking about that. I'm talking about the way culture is handling it. And I think coming out of the first segment, you probably picked up on that because I couldn't get away from it. I still can't. I still have more audio on this. First of all, when you are the press secretary of the United States and there is a shooting, you offer condolences, you offer prayers and thoughts if you want to, you offer um, your grief with the families or with the nation if you want to. What you don't do is what I'm about to play from the press secretary, Corinne Jean-Pierre. She was asked about the Nashville shooting. Here is her response to that question. And one of the things that we saw during the midterm elections is that people don't want their freedoms to be taken. They want us to fight for their freedoms. Okay, with you right now. And so it is shameful. It is disturbing. Yeah. And uh, our hearts go out to, uh, the, to... Those, the trans community oh. as they are under attack right now. Wait, your hearts go out to, to who? You were asked about the Nashville shooting in which three grade school children were shot and three adults were shot, and your heart goes out to who? 
Let me just play and one of the things that we saw during sure. the midterm. Our hearts go out to uh, the, those the trans community as they are under attack right now. Oh, oh, the trans community of which the shooter is from, <clears throat> they're under attack right now. My mind is there's smoke coming out of my ears, which I know you can't see. It's why I'm explaining it. I don't know how to comprehend this level of stupid. These people are bonkers. Beyond that, now this is the press secretary of the United States. Like I said in the first segment, I'm not going to play random TikTokers. But when random TikTokers become a huge movement, like they did on Thursday, and they storm the Capitol building of Tennessee, then it becomes an actual issue, not just random people on TikTok. Did you know that happened on Thursday? A huge group, not a dozen people, a huge group of trans activists showed up at the Tennessee state capitol in light of a trans person shooting up a school, and they said, we're under attack. Here's what they did. They went not only into the capitol building illegally, they stormed it, and I just out of curiosity, side note, do you think that they will be held in a prison with no trial or no bail for two years? Um, because that's what the J6 people did. Oh, but Ryan, those people are, that's a federal offense. These are state crimes. Oh, okay. I just wanted to make sure that I knew that, that it's okay to storm a state Capitol building, just not a federal Capitol building. Um, just for future reference, that's, that's the rules. I didn't make them up. I'm just telling you that's the rules. You can storm any state Capitol building you want with no consequences, apparently, but you can't storm a federal one. Okay. Th again, those are the rules. I didn't make them up. I'm just letting you know that that's what they are. Um, but these people, they stormed this building. And for what? I'm not really sure. Um, but the, here's what they were doing. They were holding up five fingers on one hand and two on the other. <clears throat> and you ask, well, what are, what are they all doing there? They're, they're holding up five fingers on one hand and two on the other. So what's the message that they're sending? What they stormed the Capitol to say to the world or to their legislature is that there were six people killed by the one person in Nashville at the Christian school. Three kids, three adults. So they were saying it's not just six, it's seven. There are seven victims here. You all are looking at the six victims we are enlightened enough to see that there are seven. The shooter himself, herself, I don't know which, is a victim too. These people <clears throat> have so gone off the deep end that you can't really have a debate. You can't have a discussion. I tried to actually on Facebook not too long ago with a, a, an acquaintance um, who was talking about Missouri laws. And I said, look, you know, some of the things you're saying about Missouri laws are, are really just that they're not true. And it was a very rational discussion. And the, the person and all of her friends, uh, well, some of them anyway, uh, you know, came after me. And their argument against me was, I'm not kidding. <laughs> uh, you're white and you're a male and you're a heterosexual. That was the argument. That was the whole argument. So there was no actual discussion that happened. 
Um, I couldn't have been more respectful in it. <clears throat> but the, that's that's where we're at. These people have lost their minds. They don't know uh, what real is. And um, they are just blown about by the wind. So the wind of, of society, if it blows in a certain direction, they just go with it. They don't know. Uh, they have no anchor because they don't believe in anything. Uh, they, they just believe in whatever the current thing is, and they're driven by their emotions with no thought. You don't go in and you, you don't go say this person is a victim to after she killed people. I don't need to say that. All right, finally, let's talk about Trump. Wow, Wiggins America. Short point, they may have just given him the presidency in 2024, so that's not the worst thing possible. Uh, they need to give him the presidency in 2024, I do believe, because the deep state is so thick that they need to be rooted out with uh, one of those little twirly things that you shove down pipes when they get full. Uh, that is Donald Trump, and he needs to do that. It's not just this thing that's happening right now. We've crossed a new threshold. Th this has never been done before. The New York Times boldly proclaiming that this is the first ex-president ever charged with a crime, ever indicted. And it's true. There's a reason that that has not happened. It's not that he's the first president who's ever committed a crime, and that's even questionable in this instance. It's why there's going to be a trial. We have numerous examples of people committing crimes in office or who are seeking office who completely don't get tried with anything. I mean, the FBI could have come after Hillary Clinton for a number of issues, Bill Clinton um, for lying. Actually, the, the, the cases are very similar between Donald Trump and paying off uh, what was the woman's name he, that Bill Clinton paid off? A uh, lot of similarities, though. And, of course, nothing happens to those people. And we all know that there are crimes committed by these people all the time. And most of them are minor. Most of them are campaign finance violations where they just get fined. That happens all the time. This is going to provide the biggest boon to Donald Trump's re-election campaign, um, especially since it's going to take a while. If you're curious, it goes from a grand jury to indictment, which is where we're at now, to arrest, so the judge issues a warrant, suspect is taken into custody where typically a mugshot and a fingerprints are taken, which is all they care about. Keep, the, keep in mind, that's all they want. They just want the mugshot and they want the perp walk. The arraignment is the defendant appears in court to hear charges and enter a plea. The pretrial hearings, the defendant is either jailed or released on their own reconnaissance. <laughs> I said that word wrong. While hearings take place, and then there's a trial, and then they find them either guilty or not guilty, or the case is dismissed before the trial if they find them guilty of their sentencing. So that's how this thing will play out. This is going to be a process. It's not going to be quick. And the whole thing is a campaign commercial for 2024 for Donald Trump because everybody realizes that this is a sympathetic cause. This is a political persecution. It also is going to provide him cover for any of the other lawsuits that are working their way through either New York or Georgia right now, because this one is actually the weakest case of any of them. <clears throat> so once he gets through this one, he will say forever, anything that comes up after this is moot because I've already done this. You know, it's all political persecution and it is, but the other cases are stronger than this one. This is a terrible miscarriage of justice and we all know it. Speaking of powerful people in powerful places, the former Speaker of the House, one of the longest-serving Speakers of the House, Nancy Pelosi, said yesterday, no, no, Friday, that he, in the American justice system, he will have a chance to prove his innocence with a trial. 
She is the former Speaker of the House, and she's never heard the phrase innocent until proven guilty. She thinks in her warped mind that this is the way justice is now carried out, is that you have a trial to prove somebody's innocence. We've crossed the threshold, my friends. We have crossed the threshold, and everybody knows it. Hopefully, we can come back from it. We'll be right back right after we talk to Old Roy. Uh, he is going to talk about some things that I've been wanting to talk. It's a little bit separate from politics. Like I said, politics downstream from culture, downstream from spirituality. We're going to ask a couple questions about that next. Govern me harder, Daddy. Wiggins, America. Songs Cardinals players shouldn't walk out to. Now batting number 46, Paul Goldschmidt. Illegal robbing, illegal robbing. Hope it's illegal to rob you and love you. studio with us here on Wiggins America. Good weekend to you. Hello. And thanks for being here. Um, I got a couple stories here that I want to run through with you because of your unique perspective as a homegrown Catholic. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll get to that in just a second. Throughout Lent, do you, do you observe Lent anymore? Um, I know you did for most of your life. I just don't know if you still do. Uh, I'm I'm not going to claim that I'm <laughs> adhering strictly adhering <laughs> strictly to the the traditions. What about what about fish on Fridays? You own a restaurant that's you know Irish restaurant, so I don't know if you. This has probably changed things for you a little bit. Well, actually, not because we do sell a lot of fish and chips. Okay, um, but, which is an Irish food, right? Yes. Okay. Well, it's it's European, okay. <clears throat> Britain, uh, Irish. You know, it's yeah. You're an island in Ireland, so you're surrounded. Well, you by do water. a little bit different Irish food. That's why I asked because. Well, the the key thing is the 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 uh, bishops gave dispensation for meat on St. Patrick's Day. Well, that's what actually where I was going with this for uh, for corned beef. So. Um, I think, uh, I, I haven't really, I could get myself in trouble here, but that's, that's why I'm having the conversation. I want you to get in trouble so, just a little bit. So my growing up, you know, Lent, you, you give something up for Lent and you don't eat meat on Fridays. That's the super simple version for people who don't know. Um, that never made sense to me. The the whole because people go to the fish fries. It's huge in St. Louis, right? The fish fries are huge. the 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 concept in my mind of abstaining from meat on Fridays was not so that you could gorge yourself on a different protein. <laughs> it 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 was supposed to be 
you you eat less. You almost like a semi fast, mm-hmm. right? In 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 you're just fasting from meat and protein, and fish was kind of a workaround. Correct. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. But what what it has become for a lot of people is, oh my gosh, I get to go eat seventy five pieces of fish. That's me. And um, I'm not Catholic, but I still I love fish fries. <laughs> I love them. They're fantastic. So theologically, for me, it sort of defeated the purpose. Um, and so I think if I was going to be uh, sincerely authentic in 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 that, I would I would just fast on a Friday um, and not find a way to still stuff myself. But just not eat a hamburger. Okay, but you are selling a lot of fish and chips, right? I am <laughs> with your restaurant, so it's fine. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Now you're in trouble. You want to get in some serious trouble? Bring it on. All right. Here's this: the the Pope is apparently considering removing. Now I'm not going to get the language right, but removing the requirement for priests to be celibate. I mean, even within the Catholic Church, if if in certain parts of the world, they already allow that. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, Is this like the Nigerian Kenyan yeah. church? Oh, Catholic church, okay. And and also, if you are, say, an Episcopalian priest who is married and you become Roman Catholic, they don't make you get divorced. So, okay. Um, that's always existed, though. Right. Those are always rules so it it the people who make that claim tend to be or or who are in favor of that in my experience have been people who are trying to respond to some of the the sex abuse scandals Mm -hmm. and that's where you get into a real dodgy discussion um that well, if you just let them get married, they're not going to be predators. Well, mm-hmm. that whole line of argument is is flawed and and bad on a number of levels. If you're just talking about the shortage of priests, would we would we have more priests if they were allowed to be married? Probably. Some of it is Bible based, but some of it, a lot of it, is tradition based, mm-hmm. and so when you clash those two things together if it's not anti-biblical then it's really just what do we want to do and what what's going to be the best for the best outcomes and i just hadn't talked to you about it i thought it was a good discussion you know a lot of people it's it's one of those things it's not really political so it's not within the normal lanes that we discuss yeah but it is something that is (laughs) you know we always say politics is downstream from culture and i say culture is downstream from spirituality mm-hmm. and so we're almost getting at the root of some of these issues i mean it's not quite spirituality this is the hierarchy more but i i still think it's important stuff and it really has a dramatic impact on society and culture in general especially if they were to change it that would be a mm-hmm. pretty big change it would be cool uh old roy appreciate your time uh sell some more fish and chips i'll do it all right thank you yep. and we'll be right back with more wiggins america
while the polls continue to come out with DeSantis versus Trump, and it depends on if you're polling the whole field or if you're polling just head-to-head DeSantis versus Trump. But if you're following those, then you're as intrigued by them as I I am. I, I don't know if you are. I know a lot of people just hate polls, especially now after the 2022 midterms. I get that people hate polls because there was a lot of them saying, ooh, the Republicans are going to do really well. And then the Republicans barely got the House. So I get it. But I still think they're a barometer, even if they're not exact. They're kind of an overall, especially if you look at an average of polls, not one in particular, which is what I tend to do. And I can tell you that if you have the whole field, Trump does better. If you have just Trump DeSantis, DeSantis is doing better, but not not necessarily overtaking Trump. So Trump still is the leader in this campaign. And in my opinion, absolutely the favorite and front runner to win this thing still. A hundred percent. I really don't think DeSantis at this point has really much of a shot. I, I, I'm surprised to be saying that. I wasn't planning on coming on here and saying that and making this declaration. But when you look at the polling, that's what it suggests because we're not talking about margin of error stuff. We're talking about if you look at January to now, Trump was up by something like 5, 10, maybe even 15 points. Like I said, it's a spread that you're looking at in January. Now you're looking at him being up by 15 to 30 points. I I can't even tell you what's shifted. I'm sure there's some sympathy based on the possibility of the the ridiculousness of arresting him and some of that, but that hasn't happened overnight. You know, I'm talking about polling that's been for a few weeks now. So I really don't know what shifted. It's other than he's been in the news more and when he makes news, I guess some people pay more attention and they like him. That's my assumption. Here's one of the reasons that I think he's doing, and that is one of the reasons that I think he's doing more press lately, is that when he's out there in front of people, now these may not be the people who you know, but these are the average voters that we're talking about. When they hear Trump talk, they like a lot of what he says. I like a lot of what he says. Now this is sound from, I think, last Sunday night. But I think it's some of the most important sound that we've heard all week. I'm going to play it. It's Donald Trump. It lasts about a minute. Listen to what he says. Because everyone said, oh, I'm so nice to Putin. Putin said, if you're my friend, I'd hate to see you as an enemy. He told me that. I got along very well with Putin. By the way, I'd be able to work that out. It would have never happened in a million years. And even the Democrats admit that. But if this thing isn't solved by the time we have the election, which is possible, it won't be. And there's also possible we'll be in World War III with these idiots that are doing what they're doing. You could end up in a nuclear world war, which will make World War I and World War II look like patty cakes, okay? Uh, this unbelievable, because we have people that don't know what they're doing. But if it's not solved, I will have it solved in 24 hours with Zelensky and with Putin. And there's a very easy negotiation to take place, but I don't want to tell you what it is because then I can't use that negotiation. It'll never work. But there's a very easy negotiation to take place. I will have it solved within one day. So two things about that minute-long, less than a minute-long clip that are unique to Donald Trump that other people and other politicians especially cannot do, cannot get away with, and would be laughed out of the room. And in fact, some people still laugh Trump out of the room, but he was the president of the United States, could be again. Donald Trump is about as honest of a politician as they get. 
Why would I say that? People go, oh, he lies all the time and all this stuff. He's hyperbolic. He exaggerates. But he always tells you exactly what's on his mind. The man has no filter. You know that. The whole world knows that. That is the epitome of honesty to know that you're always hearing exactly what somebody's thinking. Now, for better or worse, but that is the case. So when he says at the beginning of that clip, <clears throat> you know, I, I've always liked Putin. I had a good relationship with Putin. Uh, you got to treat Putin seriously. Here's some things Putin said about me. That's not what you say if you're a good politician. If you're a good politician, you talk hard against Putin right now and you, you talk about your policies. You definitely don't praise him, especially after you've been through what Donald Trump's been through with Russia Gate, and it all was bull. But, you know, that, oh, there are a lot of people that still believe that. So you would counter that narrative if you were a good politician. He doesn't care. He just says, here's the reality of the situation as I see it all the time. That's one of the greatest things about him. And it's also, it's, I mean, it's hard to find in people. How many people do you know who always tell you exactly what they're thinking? I don't know almost any. And the ones who do, yeah, they're kind of hard to be around, but you kind of appreciate them at the same time. That's Donald Trump. That's him, and everybody can see that, and everybody knows it. Now, at the end of that clip, the other very important thing he said there, it is related to policy. He said, I'll end this war in one day, but I'm not going to tell you how. Again, other politicians would be laughed at for saying that, and they really wouldn't do it. Most people don't. Most politicians don't say, well, I'm not going to tell you how I'm going to do this, but I am going to do it. Because they're all trying to promote themselves. They're all trying to promote their policies and, and get you on their side. Well, Donald Trump does that too. It's just that he can't help himself from telling you exactly what's on his mind. And what is on his mind in that moment is, I can solve this. But he's smart enough not to tell you exactly how he's going to do it. And in 2016, <laughs> I thought that was kind of a joke. You don't really do that. right? You can't say, I'll fix the economy. I'll, I'll wave a magic wand. I'll do it. Watch. I'll do it in, in a month. Well, those are nice promises. But then he actually got in office and did those things. He did stuff that he said, watch me do it. I'm not going to tell you exactly how, but watch me. And then he did it. <laughs> now he's got a track record. So when he says something as bold as, I could end this war in a day, it's hyperbolic. He's not going to end it in one day. But he probably does know how to end this thing fairly quickly. Or at least I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt that he actually does know a really good strategy that we're not using right now. That's not amazing because we're using no strategy right now. The people leading this country right now, especially in foreign policy, which is your commander-in-chief, the executive branch, they have no idea what they're doing. And they, we knew this going into this presidency. We knew that foreign policy was going to be a joke. All they have is domestic policy. And even at that, their only plan is just to spend money. Well, that's what they're doing foreign and foreign policy too. But we didn't know it was going to be this bad. We didn't know we'd be really on the brink of World War III. And if you don't think we are... Uh, then you're not really paying attention or you're just kind of listening to the mainstream media's spin on things. If this was Donald Trump in this situation, we'd be talking about World War III. We'd have the coronavirus death count up the whole time, but it would be about days until nuclear annihilation. That's the way it would be. Everybody would be on the edge of their seats freaking out in cold sweats at night because that's what the media can do.
They can also tell you that it's not that important, which is what they're doing right now. They're telling you Joe Biden's doing a great job. He's doing a terrible job. We wouldn't be in this situation if it wasn't for him. In fact, uh, think back to any foreign policy situation that's gotten better under Joe Biden. Might I point you to Afghanistan? Think about how that went. I digress. Donald Trump, compared to what's happening now, it wouldn't even take a Trump to do it. You could have anybody who has a decent amount of foreign policy experience or a plan at all to maybe end this thing, but I actually do trust Donald Trump does have a plan, and it probably involves economics because they always did with him. Everything he did was economic warfare, and he was brilliant at it. But that's not even the sound of the week. That You know how I said that's the sound of the week? I've got the sound of the week. That's not it. Here is the sound of the week for you. If you were wondering what the best thing you missed this week was. He has deterred you from enjoying the rest of what was a very expensive vacation. Well, I lost half a day of skiing. (laughs) That's Gwyneth Paltrow. If you haven't paid attention to the enthralling trial about Gwyneth Paltrow's ski trip, there it is in a nutshell. I'll play it one more time. This This is her being questioned about her what she had to sacrifice because of this accident. He has deterred you from enjoying the rest of what was a very expensive vacation. Well, I lost half a day of skiing. (laughs) I don't know if she's trying to sound arrogant there or if she's just being honest. (laughs) Look, yes, it was an expensive vacation, which for Gwyneth Paltrow, who cares? But ultimately, what I lost was half a day of skiing. (laughs) All right, we're stopping. That's the hour. (laughs) We'll be right back with another hour. talk.com We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t oh, 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 O'Reilly. For attack your 
vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.